I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The most thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Monday. Monday, Monday. A day late. A day late. I'll give everybody one guess why this entire show, why this entire show is actually one day and 20 minutes late. One guess. (laughs) One guess. Yesterday was a birthday party. Today it was something about a storage unit. Mumble, mumble. Not really sure. Just text me when you're ready, bro. Okay? Text me when you're ready. I'll be I'll be here waiting. I mean, I got three on, kids man. fed, bathed, and put in their jammies. And here we are, still waiting on Joe. Oh, come on. Something, something, storage can... unit, something, something, 10 days left on my lease, something. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Here anyway. Look, I'm just a busy the, guy right now, okay? Yeah, super duper. Look, the good news is is football's back, Joe. Orange football's back. That's the really good news. The bad news is North Carolina covers dropping Syracuse in the season opener 31 to 6. We'll get into all of that. We'll do the coach montage. We'll do it all. And we're going to try to take your calls. Is anyone still interested anymore? I doubt it. Probably not. Since they were told this would happen on Sunday, it's a slim chance, but oh, so you're gonna blame it on but me? But this happens so often that I had a backup plan. It's all good. I did ask for fan feedback. If I've got a, if I've got a drop back, you know, and punt, then that's what we'll do. We'll go forward we'll to the fan it's feedback, like we always inaudible. do. Yeah. So, um, uh, first, Aronde Gadsden, Joe, 21st commit of the 2021 recruiting cycle. He committed an hour ago. Six four hundred and ninety pounds. Uh, three stars rated by composite and by 247. Uh, wide receiver out of Fort Lauderdale. He had held offers from Arizona State, Boston College, Baylor, Buffalo, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Connecticut, Florida, the list. Georgia Tech, another ACC team. Um, West Virginia. No. So, yeah, uh, we talked about 
the last time we we were on here talking about the recruits, we we mentioned you know the skill positions, and we could use a little yeah. help at wide receiver. Got a couple now, so another yeah. big body, yeah. big target. Oh yeah, six so. four one ninety, right? And yeah. What impresses me about this more or less is that I mean, it's choosing us over Penn State, Arizona State, South Florida, where his hometown is. Um, I like those offers. So it tells me, I mean, you can look at the, yeah, he's a three star and 173rd receiver and blah, 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 whatever rated in Florida. Like again, nobody really knows what these people are going to, or players are going to end up being. And, uh, again, that, that state of Florida is just littered with division one football talent. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, six, four, that's how you just can't, I mean, six, four, one ninety. obviously you're going to have to put some weight on. Right. But, um, that's per the norm for three stars as it is. So uh, I like the size, like the fact that he's got the pedigree. His father played uh, pros. Dolphins. I remember watching him up for uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, pretty good receiver. So excited about it. I didn't know that we were really going after him. Didn't didn't really see this one coming. So it was a pleasant surprise. And hey, look, you can look at it one way or another. But if I wasn't late, then we would have been late on this, and it would have just been another recruit that. Yep. Uh, signed we, we just a day after our uh, we day after done, our show, right? We, we would, yeah, that's true. But whatever makes you feel better, Joe. Whatever <laughs> makes you feel better. So, all right, welcome. Yeah, I'm Ronde. trying to justify it. I, yes, I, I understand. Um, welcome, Ronde, to the orange. So, yes. Um, we're gonna get into everything. I want to give you the good, bad, and the ugly. That's back. I do not know why this is clipping like that. It's really pissing me off. So, I hope that that stops. But. Um, before we get into all of that, let's let's go to the coach montage. See what coach had to say post UNC. You know, obviously, when you defense did a fantastic job of getting the ball back to us, I think we had numerous opportunities uh, to try to punch something in an offense and make this thing a game. Uh, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, but you know they're good. They have good players too, and we got to be able to execute. I think the big thing is is that this is the most how do I say it live plays that they've done. I don't know how many uh, North Carolina did, nor do I really C-A-R-E, but uh, it's going to be like this a little bit. I told, I told uh, some people back home, I don't know exactly what we have. Now, after watching it against uh, other personnel, good personnel, uh, we're starting to get an inkling of what we've got. It's going to take uh, probably two more games to really f- figure out who's playing in and who's playing out of positions. And then somewhere around game four, we're going to settle down and get this thing rolling. Well, we go back home and we lick our wounds. We're, you know, this is, we're not, we're not happy that we lost the game, but we are, we are glad that we got a game in and now we have something to look at versus good competition. You know, we got to make sure that we take care of our alleys and stay as healthy as we can. And then we get to play one of our rivals back in, uh, back in their stadium again uh, next week in the state of uh, PA. So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to see what we're going to be able to put out there next week. I thought that, uh, you know, we gave up some big plays. Let's start with that. There were some big plays, but it's, a lot of that stuff was mental, too. I thought we tackled very well early. Now, these backs are big, and they're good backs. And then they wore us down a little bit and from the conditioning standpoint. But, uh, like I said, we those 70 plays for us was the most live plays that we we put in since the Boston College game last year in, in 20, 2019. So, we're going to get better. Those guys are going to get their conditioning. They're going to get uh, their legs are going to get fresher and fresher and, and take care, take off those camp legs and put on some new pair of legs to get ready to play in the ACC. It comes down to you're going to have to have an opportunity where you have to make plays. When you have a guy open, you got to make the throw. 
when the, when the throw is made, you have to make the catch. And then when you get an opportunity to make a big play, you need to finish the play. And I just think there was a bunch of mishaps. And when, when you're, as how I say it, on the edge as we are, we need those plays to happen. We need those throws to happen. And that's how we get our big momentum. And we just didn't have it today. All right, so there we go. We heard from Coach, and we will get into that. We will get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. But first, as always, we got to hear first from the good folks over at betonline.ag. Um, football's back. NFL's back. NCAA is officially back now. So we've got all sorts of um, things to bet on. Plus, you have all of the um, all of the virtual stuff is still going on, too. So... Um, you might be not able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get involved in everything imaginable this season, from game spread and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Joe, can you hear me? Can you hear me? You can? You can say yes. Yeah, I can hear you. I just okay. can't hear any audio. Can you, you can't hear the bumper no. music or anything? Nope. I haven't heard any music, any anything. Not the coach's montage, not none. Which sucks because I didn't listen to the post game press conference. Oh, well, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to do fine without it. Um, So, next, let's hear from Manscaped. Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0. As we know, one better than the 2.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce reduce nicks and tugs. The lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light, so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in the dark in the shower. They also just released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the lawnmower 3.0. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tweezers, tip tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers and a medium grit nail file. Uh, the Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows like Joe does or the little hairs around your nipples like Joe does. And also comes to the cool charging station. So you can't beat it, right, Joe? You cannot beat it. You, know, you, can, you can also get the crop preserver, okay? Um, these things go down low. Those things, the crop preserver goes down low, all right? Reduce chafage, swamp butt, all of that with all of the other uh, add-ons you can get with your lawnmower. Uh, in fact, right now, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Go ahead and grab 2020 by grabbing your mower and mowing. How about that? Okay. Joe. Sounds good. All right. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on technically. Some weird things going on. I have no idea. I have no idea. I hope that does not affect people calling in. That would really suck. Okay. The good, the bad, yeah. the ugly, Joe. I'll turn it over to you. All right. The good. Football is back. That's good. We mentioned that earlier. 
Well, yeah. Uh, the defense played awesome. Uh, the majority of the game, they were pretty much on top of it until fatigue set in. I think there was three consecutive three and outs, three consecutive. Four. Four, well, it was four consecutive, but it was three consecutive scoring possessions for UNC, right? Or was it four? No, yo, no, you're right. It was three, yes. It was just four it, for our offense right. straight out of the second half. Right, exactly. Um, Cisco and Jones both with interceptions. It was good seeing Neil Nunn out there. He got some of his first action. A uh, kid that's hungry, we talked about him. Good seeing him. Uh, Melifonwu, a couple of great plays. In fact, he set up one of those interceptions pretty much uh, with his coverage, and he was all over the place. So uh, the bag, yep. uh, seven sacks. Uh, guys, that's you know it looks like we're we're picking up kind of where we left off you know about three quarters through the way last season, um, some of that's still lingering. Uh, a, a lot of hate on Devito. I don't think it's deserved or warranted because the the the, the lack of run game. Obviously, we've still got some O line issues and um, pretty unfair. I think I think maybe there was at least one that I remember off the top of my head where he might have held the ball a little bit too long, but uh, that was kind of it. I think. Yeah. Um, the ugly. And, and by the way. By the way, he was very good in the sense of doing what he needed to do. He made some veteran plays under pressure where he didn't take the sack and he just he did get rid of the uh, ball. there was yeah, there was one one that he stretched and he kind of ran out of bounds. Yeah, that was lost, dumb. Two, lost two yards when he could have just thrown yeah. it away. There was one, but I I get it, you're down and you want to make a play, you know. Yeah. Uh the ugly offensive production in general was just wasn't good as I mentioned. Um that can be attributed to the fourth quarter blowout. DeVito 13 for 31 for 112 yards. He also had 16 carries for 30 yards. That was good enough to lead the rushing attack for the Orange. 68 yards total between DeVito, Jawar Jordan, and um, Marquenzie Pierre. Some some crucial drop passes, one in the end zone, and an unnecessary penalty, a blindside block on a punt return that was going to get taken back regardless. Uh, some So some momentum killers, really, yeah. in, oh, in yeah. the first half. So. Oh, 100%. It was a situation where we probably should have been up seventeen to seven in the first half, and uh, uh, yes, and we weren't. It was three, what seven three? They were winning. I mean, I, I'm right there with you as far as the defense goes. Uh, they surprised me. You don't know. I mean, again, this is the first time North Carolina saw them, but they obviously gave Sam Howell some trouble, and obviously there was a situation where you, with Melifuanu. I mean, you look at the grades where they graded him out. I mean, some of the three of the highest grades were secondary guys. Um, you look at Garrett Williams, you look at Mel Fawana, you look at some of these guys, Neil Nunn, um, Cisco had a pick. I uh, didn't really see Trill make too many plays out there, but overall our secondary, um, they look good. Our defensive line looked good. Might have hid some of the problems with our linebackers, but nonetheless we knew the linebackers were um, – a little bit younger and trying to figure it out, but there were some good plays out there and they were blitzing from all over the place. Uh, it was really fun to watch to be perfectly honest with you because they were a good offense and you're exactly right. Uh, seven to three going into the first half. And then we come out and we do four straight three and outs on offense. You didn't get a first down in the third quarter and you can't have that, especially when we're trying to play fast. Right? So, I mean, it's, you're talking real time. This defense is out there. They stop them. And then, Five minutes later, four or five minutes later, real time, they're right back out there. So uh, you need to be able to give your defense a little bit more time to rest. And and going into the fourth quarter, it was only 10 to 6, right? So even if we would have just leaned on what we got 
in the first half plus the three. I mean, we should have been up 20 to 10 going into that fourth quarter. Would that have changed things a little bit? Would that have changed the fact that, you know, we got tired and we allowed them to get those three rushing touchdowns in the fourth quarter? That's really what it was. Because they lined up and they have depth and we really kind of don't. And uh, our defense was tired and they just ran our, the ball down our throats. Yeah. And, you know, well, we were pretty much – I, look, I don't know what exactly. Well, I do know what you were expecting. You were expecting the same thing I was expecting, which is what we got. Per, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I thought first. Well, hold on. I thought we would. I thought that you know, going into halftime, I'm like, look, we got a chance, man. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Because I had just was, I was texting with Zoobs, and um, he was like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Look, man, I don't know." how good I feel about this. Uh, I, I don't foresee a good run game. It's going to force the veto and it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk. I expected some more dink and dunk, something. Yeah. To, to yeah. Make me up, too. To make up for, talk? yeah, just to make up for, you know, you know, you're going to have to get rid of it quick. You know, you don't have a serious run game and maybe try the run game out, maybe some screen passes. And they did a little bit like a couple little bubble screens and stuff, but um, no tight ends. No tight ends, which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, and they that's did it the once. That once, once at the goal line on the on that one that was dropped. I think they had two tight ends in, didn't they? But uh, by Shara Johnson, uh, they might yeah. have. But again, that's what we thought going into. I mean, coming into last year, the end of last year, we were rushing the ball well. Granted, we had two new guards in there, uh, not our top two running backs. So obviously, we don't have the best possible players as far as on our roster in there. Uh, so that could obviously attribute it to it. But we thought we were going to see double tight ends, passing the tight ends, quicker throws. And, you know, we did see that in the beginning. We saw some slant passes. Queely made some some catches. Um, Tosh Harris, uh, he, I don't know. I, I felt like he was trying to force the ball a little bit to Tosh Harris, maybe because that's the only person that he really trusts a little bit Get like at this point. But there were some that were just pushed down the field that were just forced. And there was other people that were open. Um Obviously, some tough, tough drops some, and stuff yeah, like that. Some tough drops. I mean, there, was, there, there were some tough catches to be made. Yeah, but right. Taj but, also made some plays too, right? Yeah, I he mean, did. he broke some tackles. He made some plays. That's what you're going to expect from him. We just needed to be able to spread it around a little bit more. I think that we were a little too one-dimensional, and that's really what it was. If you would have told me, like basically going into it, I thought we were going to lose like that, except for I thought the score was going to be higher. So basically, in my eyes, the defense kind of overachieved, offense underachieved. I thought it was going to be more of a high 40s to low 20s type type game, and it didn't prove to be. And obviously, without the offseason, spring, new coordinators and stuff like that, uh, you know, that could be the reason. So uh, overall, number 18 team, they're good. They have depth. I think that the players in the depth, I think exactly what Dino Baber said in his uh, – press conference as far as pregame was that, you know, it's going to come down to players, you know, and, and they have more depth and horses than us. So maybe we can get some, some some luck, get some plays and stay in there. And we did. We we had our opportunity. Sherrod Johnson missing that right through his hands in the corner of the end zone. You know, that punt return. I know they had a punt return, too. They got called back, but it was it was – it was rough. It would have been nice for, for those things to have happened because those are the type of, of plays that you need um, to beat North Carolina. And even going into the third, fourth quarter, when it was 10 to 6, going into the fourth quarter, it's like all we needed was a play. And instead, they kind of just grinded it out and tired our defense up. So, you know, there's a lot to learn out of there. And 
on to next week, right? That's all right. Well, what do you say we we uh, start with a a couple calls? We got a couple in the queue. We can take those and move on from there. Sounds good to me, man. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House, the best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. Well, I hope all this works. We're going to hear from you, the fans. If it's um, maybe we'll take a, if we got time, we'll do a couple from social media. Yeah, I'm with Charlie right. and Joe from Cuse Militia. What's up? Hey, I want to know who do we blame for that abomination? Uh, looking at gift horse in the mouth on Saturday. Do we blame Dino or Devito? Oh, um, well, look. I, like I was saying, I think um, we were just talking earlier. I, I don't think you can blame Devito. I, I think the lack of run game, I think the offensive line woes, obviously, we're still dealing with. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that with that said, I th- we kind of expected some of this, right? To some extent? Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of both, man. But uh, I know everyone wants to get on DeVito, but we don't have, we don't have anyone else that's going to come in and, and – even give us anything close. I'd have to put it a little bit on Babers and the play calling, realistically. And you got some tight ends that that caught some balls like they did last year, and you don't throw them the ball, and you have Juar Jordan, who you say, get in space, right? We might put him in the slot, and then you want to throw a screen pass when Rex Culpepper's in there. Uh, you know, that should have been a lot earlier. Uh, so it looked a little vanilla to me, and North Carolina started figuring out what we were doing pretty fast. Yeah. Hi, Watha Jackhammer. What's your name, bud? Uh, David. David. All right, cool. Um, uh, um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think DeVito tried. I mean, I feel like he could have looked at second, third options, even with a bad play calling. I mean, we, we got too many too many gifts of the game. I think North Carolina tried all the way into the fourth to give us the game. I, I think it was there. We just didn't take it, didn't take advantage of many, many opportunities. Uh, we should have, theoretically, we really should have blown them out. I mean, the momentum killers, like we were talking about, Joe. It, it, I mean, David, you remember the Sherrod Johnson drop in the end zone and then the, the, bad, yeah. the bad penalty on the punt return? I mean, those are momentum killers. And then the missed field goal. Right. So you're looking at 17 points right there. Joe, you said yeah. it could have went into the half at 17 to 7, seven. right? But really, mm-hmm. it could have been 24 to 7. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got a field goal. Go ahead, David. Yeah, um, no, I was agree. Yeah, we should have had at least three touchdowns going into the half, um, and then getting first ball coming out. I mean, that would have been great momentum to pick up where we left off and just run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you, um, what do you what do you think about Pitt coming up? Pitt, all of a sudden, they're ranked twenty uh, fifth in the AP poll this morning. Um, obviously, they haven't had any real competition yet with Austin P. What was it, fifty five to nothing or something stupid? But um, you know, still a talented group, and we've struggled with Pitt in the past. So, what do you think? Yeah, I always fear Pitt in Pitt. Uh, I forget, fumbling me the number, but it's been umpteen years since we've beat them in Pitt. Um, and, and even after like, this past week, it, it doesn't build any more confidence. I think I think it'd be a great game to come into, and if we can take it going into Georgia Tech uh, week three, I think that'd be huge uh, momentum. But I'm not too confident, man. I think the defense can keep us in it again, but I. They're just going to get worn out if we keep playing offense like we did this week. Yeah, you can only you can only rely on the defense for maybe a half, and then you got to give them something yeah. coming out of the half. The defense did a fantastic yeah. job first and second quarter, though, and the third quarter, really. 
what, what was the score going into the fourth quarter again? Ten to six. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So we were still it was, in it. Yeah. We just needed a play, and it was funny because the broadcasters they even brought it up, talking about how. North Carolina has been having trouble on the sidelines creating their own energy because there's no fans and we were getting the turnovers and getting the big plays and kind of deflating anything that they were that they were doing correctly. So that was something that you know as a as a any sport really you got to take advantage of that and you got to go. You just you got to get it done. Uh David so are, what side are you on as far as DeVito? I mean, is it one of those things where last year kind of killed it for you or no, I'd I like to see more of, of what he could do. I don't, I don't, I, I think we got spoiled with Dungey. Um, so I think maybe we're putting a little bit too much <laughs> yeah. pressure on him, but um, I, I think, I think I'd like to see, see more. I'd like to see him finish out the year at least that don't bench him by no means, but uh, I'm not giving up on him quite yet. I mean, it's a game that we never should have won to begin with. So even to hang in it, uh, let's just see, if we get more performance out of him. Were you surprised yeah. UNC covered the spread because I was a I, I did expect it to some extent but going into the half I was like look I think this is going to be a, a good game I think we're gonna we're gonna make some adjustments on offense and come out and do something um, but still they covered the spread were you surprised by that uh, I was disappointed that they made the spread I honestly thought going into the fourth no chance no chance I was I was all over social media I was all yeah. over everywhere North Carolina we don't we don't have gambling so I was trying to take a bet on this game anywhere I can get it, man. I thought we had it going into the game. I thought we had a great shot. And then even more so get to going to the fourth, I still thought we had a chance to win it. Um, all we needed was a touchdown, something to build the momentum on offense and push them through the last quarter. But unfortunately, we just got tired out on defense. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, exit question. And David, stay in touch, mm-hmm. man. I appreciate you on social media, man. Um, I appreciate you, man. What? Give me your give me your Syracuse at Pitt prediction. I, I my Syracuse what? Your your Syracuse at Pittsburgh prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go seven seventeen fourteen Syracuse. I don't I don't I think I think okay. I think defense keep us in it. I'm hoping we can just slow them down. Okay. All right. It's, uh, slow down Kenny Pickett. You might have a chance. So we'll see. Hey, we slowed uh, down Sam Howell. You're, right? you're damn right. So all right, David. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks, bud. All right, All right, thank you. Take care. All right, man. Bye. All right. Into the straight into the hotline, the video hotline is Giovanni Heater at Geo Heater on Twitter. Our boy. All right, dude. What's up? Let's go. Let's hear it. What What do you think? Uh, you know, I feel like everyone's gonna come on here and probably say how upset they were. So I guess I'll take a look at the bright side in this one. Um, honestly, I thought the defense played great. And uh, obviously everyone's going to have the same thing to say. The only thing that worries me with that defense is that really there's no film for North Carolina to base their attack off of. You know, Tony White, obviously it's his first year at Syracuse. So the only way they could really do that is if they piece together what guys like Andre Sisco and Trill and the whole defense did last year in a different system. And then look at what Tony White has done with the 3-3-5 before. But really there's no true tape to study. Uh, and I think that's going to be a part of why Syracuse's defense played so good. I don't know if next weekend you're going to see exactly the same thing, but they're super athletic. I was impressed with how the defensive line was able to get a push with even just three, and, and I, it was exciting to watch as far as the defense goes. Yeah, absolutely. A couple missed opportunities, obviously, and um, maybe a couple things go different, and it's a whole other game. And, and, I mean, what are you going to do, really? So... <clears throat> 
what do you what do you think about what do you think about go heading into pit after a loss like that having to go back on the road and face zero fans but another team that's in the top 25 as of this morning yeah i think what they're ranked 25 exactly now right yep yeah, I think, I mean, Pitt dropped, what, 55 points last weekend on Austin, PA, and it feels like that uh, Pickett kid has been there forever. It's kind of like how every time <laughs> someone played us, they were like, oh, Dungy's still there, right? That's kind of their Eric Dungy. He plays a similar style of quarterback. Um, it's it's a nerve-wracking game. We never seem to do well on the road at Heinz Field. It seems like when they come here, we can beat them, and when we go there, we just can't seem to get it done. Uh, but I really was enjoying what I heard from Dino Baber's uh, post-game press conference and from Kingsley Jonathan after the game, too. They still seem extremely optimistic. Um, They still seem like, you know, there's no nail in the coffin. I know it's early, but they still seem like that. The best is by far yet to come, uh, which was definitely exciting because sometimes, you know, you can tell by Dino's mood in the press conferences how he's truly feeling, and uh, he seemed very optimistic. So I I like their chances next weekend. Uh, but the offense has to show up. I mean, these receivers got to catch the ball. The O-line's got to give Tommy time. And at the end of the day, Tommy DeVito's not Eric Dungy. <laughs> True statement. That was really what I got out of that, right? Because if you listen to Dino's press conference before the game, he really didn't sound that, you know, that positive about what was going on. And then afterwards, he sounded a lot more excited. So it, that was one of the reasons why I thought that North Carolina was going to cover the spread and going into the fourth quarter. I didn't think that they were at that point, but obviously we broke down and got tired and they just ran down our throats. Um, so I hope that they can work off that. And I hope it's not a mere image when it comes to Pittsburgh, but yeah, that's kind of the same thing I got from Dino from there. I think that being able to go against North Carolina, I think that not, maybe not winning, but that defense, if you're a player on the defense you're fully bought in on that system now, because you went in there, it worked, and to Geo's, you know, to his point, it could have been because North Carolina had no tape and they kind of started to figure it out. But I didn't really think they started to figure it out. I just think Syracuse got tired and they started running down their throats. So I think there's still more to come and more to see from that uh, defense as they get better. A lot of younger players in the linebacker spot. We did under, uh, find out that Tyrell Richards, he isn't opting out. He's just injured. So eventually we're going to see him out there. Uh, and we got a lot of guys that just haven't played yet. So I think that defense really is only going to get better. And North Carolina is one of the better offenses that they're going to go against. So, but yeah, the, the, the offense was, was really bad. And, uh, I mean, Gio, what was the most surprising thing about our offense? Good or bad, but what was the most surprising thing to you? Uh, uh you know, I, I, geez, I came on here and said I was going to be all positive, but it was, it was a frustrating <laughs> game to watch, except when the defense was on the field, it, you know, I was super just excited to see him. I mean, they were flying around super athletic, making plays, but the most surprising uh, thing on the offensive side of the football, honestly, I think it's how disappointed I was in the wide receivers from everything that I had read. Uh, and everything I had kind of gathered, I expected a lot. I mean, I know we had seen glimpses from guys like Taj Harris. Uh, I had read that, you know, Courtney Jackson was supposed to be really good. I was hoping to see more of Ed Hendricks out there, uh, Nikeem Johnson. I mean, these are guys that, especially Nikeem and Taj, that you'd expect to kind of step up and be the next level. And I don't know if Taj was getting locked down. He still looks really small to me. He looks super thin. I, I mean, 
Obviously, they didn't have the conditioning and the weight training they would have liked to have had this year. Uh, but I think that was the biggest surprise to me. I expected these receivers to come out and make plays for their quarterback, especially if the line wasn't going to be able to hold. And, I mean, Sherrod Johnson has a wide-open ball in the in the end zone, and he drops mm-hmm. it. It goes right through his hands. It wasn't a bad throw, maybe a little far, but just goes he right through his red basket. Yeah, and, and I think that's a turning point in the game. You go there, or you go up, what, 10-7 at that point? It, it could have been a different ball game. Mm. Yeah. So, well, you you could have taken a positive route. You didn't. But I, I got to say, the big, <laughs> the biggest surprise to me was the defense as advertised. To be honest with you, I mean, like, I was I was pleasantly surprised with with how the defense played and how how you know really effective they were. And when you know, especially getting the dog piss knocked out of them for a little <laughs> while, they held their own for quite a while. I mean, they got no help. You know, so yeah, I think the defensive, surprise. I think the defensive line was like a super pre- pleasant surprise considering, you know, you lose Alton Robinson, you lose Kendall Coleman. Um, and people were just kind of writing them off saying, you know, they're not going to be as strong as last year. To be honest with you, they looked even better and they were only pushing three. And I don't think that really has a ton to do with the three, three, five defense at the end of the line. At the end of the day, a defensive line is a defensive line. You know, the schemes happen behind them for the most part. Uh, and those guys were pushing bodies around. Those guys were, you know, Kingsley Jonathan had a sack or two. Josh Black opened, I think it was like the second play of the game with a sack. That was what I was – they were putting pressure consistently on Sam Howell. Yeah. So, all right, exit question, Gio. I'm going to put you on the spot, okay? What is your Syracuse at Pitt prediction? My Syracuse at Pitt prediction. All right, well – it's, it's going to be kind of similar to the North Carolina one. You know, in my head, I was thinking the only way to win this game, it's not going to be offensively. It's going to be defensively. If we can hold them to a low amount of points and just score enough points. I think, you know, in my head, I was thinking somewhere around 17 to 14 against North Carolina. Maybe the defense gets a pick six or a punt return. And I think you're looking at the same situation, 17, 14, 21, 14, something like that because the offense isn't isn't going to bail us out. There's no way we can get ourselves into a shootout. It's going to be a defense wins this game if you do win it. Well, pick one. Pick one. Syracuse wins it. Uh, 21-14. Okay. Our, our, and our, there's a and our, there's a pick six in there somewhere. There has to be. Or a fumble return, something. There's a defensive <laughs> touchdown. Okay. Oh, okay. Bold. Our first caller said 17-14 Syracuse. So. No, we had a special teams one that shouldn't have got... Well, true. Well, I mean, it should have, but the guy shouldn't have blocked him. It I mean, he should have blindsided the punter. He didn't need to do all that. So. Right, of all the people yeah. to do it on, you know, he wasn't going to catch Nikeem. Yeah. And honestly, Pittsburgh might have a better defense than North Carolina. All right, one more question. I got one more for you. This was proposed, right. this was proposed by David, the first caller. Um, where, do we, where do we lay blame? You don't have to lay blame per se, but I'm just saying it was proposed to us. I'm going to propose it to you. De- uh, the offensive woes on uh, DeVito or Dino? Can I say like Corona? Because I mean these guys <laughs> didn't really have. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean these guys didn't really have. You know it's hard to blame it on them. They didn't have spring camp. They didn't have their normal summer. Uh, they, it's 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 really hard to blame. They didn't. You know I, obviously Syracuse is one of the best strength and conditioning staffs in the ACC, and they also didn't have that. Um, at their disposal either. So I'm going to blame that on Corona because how much work were they actually able to get in from that Boston College game or whatever was the last game of last season, Wake Forest, 
till now. Not not as much as normal. Oh yeah, hardly anything. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and right. I mean again too, it's a new play caller, right? He's getting used to new guys. He doesn't have two running backs that he thought he was going to have. Uh, Chris Elmore playing left guard. I don't know if that was something that they thought was going to happen as well. So, uh, yeah, he's just got to. He got I like how we started. Short passes. We tried to run the, the ball a little bit. Um, but when it got to being down, it just looks kind of like a lot like last year. Tommy rolling out, throwing deep balls, just kind of throwing up Hail Marys. And it turned real real fast. You know, I mean, Taj Harris probably tried to probably try to force it into him too much. He did have some great – I mean, you know, I know you said he looks thin, but he can break some tackles. Mm-hmm. He can break some tackles. And Nikeem Johnson, he did step up and return a punt. So uh, we need all those other receivers. We need to utilize our tight ends who had a whole bunch of catches and, and touchdowns last year. So um, I think that – I'm hoping <laughs> that that was more of play calling than the actual talent that we have on our offense. Yeah, another puzzling thing, too, is I, I don't know if they're trying to, like, center the ball for a field goal, but it's like you're in the red zone. You're on the road against a ranked team. And, you, you know, you make the point about play calling, and they run it up the middle on third and ten. Like, if you're going to beat a ranked team on the road in the ACC, you have to take a shot for the end zone. Like, if Schmidt can't hit a 20-yard field goal, which he proved that it was a struggle <laughs> in this game, you know, for a <laughs> grows award winner. But if you can't kick it from the side, like, I just feel like the, the choice to try and center the football and then not even be able to center it, like, you got to shoot it to the end zone on that play. Yeah, I agree. There was some some down down by the goal line were some of the worst calls. If you want to put it to yeah. a spot on the field, it was down there. Yeah, you know? and the way that we were play calling, especially throwing some of those passes with the slants and obviously the deep, you know, go routes on the outside. Uh, there was there were spots and there was chances open to try to hit a Benson or a Hackett just going up the middle of the field. I didn't see one post throw. I didn't see anything like that. Uh, it's it's either outside deep or it's slants or it's who knows it's something short you know but it's like it seems to me like that's where the when you watch the NFL that's where the tight ends get you deep down the middle because the safeties start to cheat out the linebackers start to cheat up that's where that's where they get the ball and and we didn't even attempt one of those not one not even a double move outside post by Taj nothing like that so we need we need to broaden our horizons and our play calling here going into next week for sure. All right, buddy. Look, how you like that orange? How you like that orange heat decal, huh? Huh? I, I that was the probably the coolest surprise ever. That's going on my car. Thank you guys so much for that. Yeah, that was no that was don't super think, awesome. Don't actually don't thank Joe because uh, he did nothing. Quite frankly, in fact, this, this show this show is a day and twenty minutes late because of Joe. Okay, hey, I hey, almost wrote hey, that look. on the tweet. Look, 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 <laughs> I'm look, not gonna lie. Look. <laughs> Look, I'm a busy guy, but I mean, oh both our names, both our names are in the podcast. So, I mean, we kind of, you know, if you choose really, to do it without really, asking me to Gio, help, then I mean, Gio, you're kind of just. Hold on. I'm about to mute him. All I ask, the only thing I ask of this guy is to what, Joe? Is to what? What? Just communi- communicate. Just show up and talk. That's it. That's not too much to ask. Here we are a day and 20 minutes late. It's Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I will say, though, the show is not, you know, if there were no Joe, it wouldn't be the same. And if there were no Sean, it wouldn't be the same. You guys are the perfect tandem. I know, which is it works great. Well, thank you, Gio, which which is why after I kill him, it's, the show's going to be over with. So 
Look, look. <laughs> all I'm saying is if you if you want to go and do it, then I'm I'm gonna get some of the credit, and you're just gonna have to be okay hey, with that, man. It's fine. He gives me freedom of expression on the uh, on the on the on the logo deca- on the logo details and and all that stuff. So. How do you get that done? By the way, I've been meaning like those are those logos are pretty awesome. And those get, are get get with me, and I'll sh- I'll I'll text you the instructions or whatever how to put them on. But I just got a machine, man. And you just got to know how to work the program. No, I mean like, did you design your own logo like I with des- that auto? And so I designed it. Someone did it. Right. And then I would that's s- awesome. Though. I would send it back if something wasn't right or whatever. You get so many revisions. Right. Yeah, it looked like a stick figure auto, and then someone was like, he saw it. And was like, I was like, right, basically so. draw this, and I drew a circle with some <laughs> arms, and uh, someone just put brought it to life, yeah. Kind of looked like Mr. Potato. And the, the first one I made, I still think is the best. The first one I had made, which is the one with the shield behind him, and he's got the grenade pin. He's got the orange grenade with the grenade pin in his mouth, the original logo. I don't remember that one, but that I like that one. That's the main one. I like one. the one on top of the tank, too. I like oh, the really? one on your mic there. Yeah, with the with the Captain America. Oh, oh this this one right here. Yeah, if you look close at this, so not to not to waste time here, but if you look close at hey, this, don't swallow it. This buddy. is a this is an orange grenade, and he's got the pin in his mouth. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's yeah. the first one I had done really, with nice. the, the generic lettering, which works kinda. You know, it does. So it does. Anyway, uh, well, all right, buddy. Look. We're going to join you at some point for something, right? All right. You're going ha- to have yeah, us we'll on Orange Heat? Yes, absolutely. Orange Heat with Giovanni Heater. Um, <laughs> we'll be waiting for you. I can't guarantee Joe's going to be on time, but we will um, We'll work something out. Okay, buddy? All right. Sounds good. You guys got to be nicer to Joe, but uh, thank you so much for having me, and I feel bad for sounding so negative. I'm still a diehard Orange fan. <laughs> no. And we're taking down the Panthers. Okay. Hey. All right, buddy. 20, Have a good night, Gio. 2114 20, Syracuse, says Gio. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. We'll see you. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right. We will get into the next call ASAP here. But first, I got to tell you about the good folks over at betonline.ag. Look, you might not be able to go to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads to totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on win division and championship futures now head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sports experts thank you bet online all right, you're on with Sean and Joe. Dominic from North Carolina. What's Hello. Up, dude? What's up? Good evening. It's it's so nice to finally uh, to talk to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on, bud? Dominic is our is our recruiting notification guy. <laughs> he's a he's the bell ringer for the for the recruits. Uh, you'll see him in all the groups on Facebook too. Well, look, what did you what did you think? You were pretty high on the. Um, on, on Syracuse versus North Carolina, from what I remember. So, uh, well, yes, living living here and hearing fear in the Tar Heel voices um, that I work with um, gave me false hope, and um, and I, I it, it really you know I I like I we communicate on a, probably twice a week about Syracuse sports and other things, um, 
I'm, I, I only get to listen to the game. I actually got to watch on my lunch break a little bit of the first quarter, and then um, later on in the afternoon, uh, Mackenzie Pierre missed like a block, and DeVito got sacked, which just seems like um, his life story. Uh, so just listening to, to Matt Park on the radio and um, listening to the radio announcers, they, they were not as down on the offensive line as they were last year like um, they, they just ripped the line last year. They, but they're also saying that DeVito is stepping up in the pocket better. So um, what I noticed a little bit that I watched on TV, um, Todd Harris, can he gain some weight? Like, like <laughs> he, he looks so little. Like, I, my, my son is 6'2", 170 pounds, and he is, like, not in pads, and he is way bigger than Todd Harris. And that goes to one of the things that I'm saying. On defense, we are recruiting. We've recruited really well. So uh, I'm, I'm just disappointed in the offensive side of the ball the recruiting in because now it is really, it's really showing up on the, on the field how, how it's just been lacking um, and lacking the development. So, you know, of course, you, you guys, more so Sean than Joe, you know, watch – listen to Twitter, read Twitter, read Facebook, and everybody's killing DeVito, and they're killing um, Gilbert. Oh, it's the same play calling. It's, it, it all comes down to, to the players. So if the players, if Taj Harris and DeVito are not on the same page, whose fault, whose fault is that? You know what I mean? And so they're not developing. Why aren't they developing? So Gilbert's new. Is it his fault? He's had, what, three weeks with him because of COVID? I'm not ready to kill DeVito, but our skill position players are not good. And I know Abdullah Adams left, and and, um, the other guy, Javon Howard, he left. Yeah. But seriously, and I know that at a school like Syracuse, it's always the depth, but this is not not good when you target Taj Harris 15 times and you connect five. Like, whose fault is that? Like, why are they not on the same page? Yeah, they're Tommy definitely DeVito's been here. Not. They've been here four years. He's here four years. Like, what? What's going on? And I just, you know, I'm, I'm really emotional about it. I have a very. I never lived in Syracuse. My father went there. My mother grew up there. It is. It is a, a much different. Um, it's really more emotional for me being a Syracuse fan. Um, I don't have pro teams. Like this is. <laughs> It's really it. It is. We haven't had a good running game in years. I don't, and I don't understand why. Mm. Well, and, that, and so you mentioned on your last podcast how I like tell you all about the recruiting and everything, and it. You know, this is why I've gotten into it. The only reason why I'm Twitter because Twitter really is, in general, a whole, um, other than the recruiting aspect of it. But yeah. um, I'm. I'm. This game made me disappointed in recruiting more than anything because I think the play calling is their play calling is lacking because they don't have the horses on offense. That's really what I think it is. Okay. What do you guys Yeah. Do? I mean, he's got a fair point. Yeah. Well, it's a really. good, it's a different perspective from, from a different like point of view all around. Right. Yeah. So, right. So we haven't gotten in, we haven't gotten into a ton of that. We're in what 
Dino's fourth year, and we're really like, you're really seeing this 2021 class, Dominic. Tell me what you think. I mean, we've gotten a couple four-star recruits. You got some decent, another wide receiver today. You've got, you know, you've got some of these skill positions that we need to really get filled. You've, you've got a lot of really good talent, I think, in the 2021 recruiting class. But this is year four. It takes, and when we, we talked, Joe, when, when Dino was in his first year, I mean, believe it or not, I think we did. I think he was in his first year, maybe going into his second. And we talked about how, you know, this, is, this could take five years to see this turnaround, four or five years. Well, we're in four. So, yeah. right? I mean, he was still dealing with, with a lot of old guys. And he did the yeah. best he could with it. We had that ten and three year, obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rex Culpepper's still here. Rex Culpepper <laughs> wasn't he, he? Schaefer. He he played. He's the last one for Schaefer, isn't he? I mm-hmm. I think you might be right. Yeah. So I mean, and and I've only really gotten into recruiting the last two years, and um, I kind of was a passerby, basically only on like the, the Facebook message boards and stuff like that. When in in they would be seniors this year, I believe maybe juniors. We have a four-star offensive lineman that, and I don't know his name, that we he's never played. You yeah. Know, I and there was a four-star center that gave a verbal that never showed up. That should be a junior. Or senior. I think he should be a senior this year, and he ends up playing for some small school out in the West Coast. And so, and I've heard other guys talk about it. Like, oh, these two guys should should have been anchoring the line. This is what Dino thought would be here this year. But um, that being said, I think that's why you see him loading up on the defensive line and the offensive line this year when it comes to recruiting. What do we have, four or five guys in offensive line? They're all going to be fighting for the same yeah. job. Yeah. So it might have, might have five I think it, or six. I think, it, I think it might be up to oh, five right. or six, yeah. Right. And then there's still another kid out of the Bronx. Um, he calls himself Big Baby, um, and uh, he uh, he actually I've seen him like go back and forth on Twitter with with two of the guys from New York City that have already verbally committed, and he's an offensive guard too. So he's six six. Uh, um, he was like six six, three hundred thirty pounds. He's lost fifteen pounds and gotten a lot quicker from some of the videos that I've seen. And I don't know anything about football or offensive line play. You'd have to have Tyler look at look at his tape from the stuff that he puts on there. But he is just, you know, and um, if you look on two two four seven sports, he's gone from warm to cool ever since um, we've had a uh, Cruz gave his verbal. And I think he sees that there's not going to be a lot of playing time there, or he's going to have to fight for his playing time. So I'm I'm excited about about the 2021 class, but I don't I knew that it was going to take you know, some time to, to get these guys in. But when you're at Bowling Green and you're winning games, you're developing kids. And I just haven't seen that here. So was that Gilbert who was developing the kids on the offensive side of the ball when he was in Bowling Green with Dino? Or was it just they've swung and missed at some kids that, that, have, that have signed here? Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I was really impressed with these kids at 3-3, three, three, like, Young kids playing really well for three and a half yep. quarters, really, really well. And like hearing the hearing Matt and and uh, and and the other guy, uh, I forget his name after unfortunately the other guy passed away. Uh, like really excited, like about Nunn and about Linton and about um, 
Like I'm our a- secondary did what my, what my friend Tim said. Our secondary, our secondary really shut them down until our line and our, our running backs got tired and they were just able to run all over us the, in the, the fourth quarter. The, the secondary really the, impressed. The, the secondary is not going to be a problem. Um, if we have anything no. on lockdown, it's the secondary. Right. I mean, there's so much right. talent there. We talk about none getting burned. I mean, and this dude looks a whole lot bigger on the field than he did than I remember just like from his recruiting stuff in his in his huddle videos and all that. So he's put some weight on right. too. I don't know what he is right now, but he's put some weight on. And that's a hungry kid. That's what you need. We need some hungry kids. Right. I know I know they're all hungry, but that dude is seriously <clears throat> um hungry. Now and, it, I Joe, I've Joe, I've heard you say this before that, you know, oh, I don't go by the stars. So yeah. I, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> and yeah. It's not like it, it's just dudes talking like if, if, if I wasn't driving right now, I, I'd have a beer with you talking about Yes, this. sir. So a few, few years ago, Clay Travis went through all 20 years of national champions. And I wish I, if I'm driving, I can't, of course, I can't, you know, get the research. There's an Oklahoma team that won a national championship. One out of the past 20, now it's probably 22 years, only one team has won a national championship who has not had a top 10 class. So it is now, we're, if, I hope that every team strives to get there. And I know, all right, so I live in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. I hope that ECU strives to get there, but there's an understanding from this fan base that, we're, that they're never winning a national championship. You know what I'm saying? It's probably understandable. Well, you're in yeah. Power Five, Syracuse. There's a we play Clemson every year. We yeah. can, we could play for a national championship. We could, and I know that it's difficult having a private school and not having some of the money come in for like like we don't have a slide a, a pool with a with a slide in our training facility like Clemson does. You know what I mean? So that that is the areas where it's harder for us, but. Um, yeah, we we have to. No way we're winning a national championship based on data and stats like that unless we get a top ten recruiting class. And yeah. it is, and I and some of the guys that follow you guys and make comments on Twitter and on the Facebook pages, very unrealistic expectations. Yeah, <laughs> and this is, and I and. Like I said before, I never grew up in Syracuse. I grew up in Jersey. You know, my my mom grew up in Syracuse. My dad went went to went to college there, and he met a married met married a local and took her out of there. So I don't. <laughs> I just recently have seen how they're all like. And I talked to my uncle, who's in the same fraternity as my dad, and he's like, Dominic, it's been like this forever. So you win a national championship in 1959, and you feel like you're going to win one or should win one every year. He goes, every year since I was a kid, we, it's our year. We should be winning one. We should be winning one. And he's he's like, unfortunately, he goes, that's why Pasqualoni got fired, because you couldn't win one with, with McNabb. And the program was going downhill. You can't win one with McNabb. Well, we got to ri- get rid of the guy. And oh, yeah. Just, it, it is, it, there's just some, it is hard to win at a private school, smaller private school um, in upstate New York, and I'm telling you, this is from experience, from visiting family in Syracuse. The winters are terrible. If, oh, yeah. if, if you have a two or three star that's 
that's why I'm surprised Deuce Chestnut, I'm going to be honest. Like, if it wasn't East Carolina, like, Greenville's gorgeous in the summer and in the autumn. You're playing fall, oh, yeah. fall football in September, October, November in Greenville. It's gorgeous. You, you could have three feet of snow in Syracuse in October or November. I, and so that, that part is really difficult for some of these kids coming out there. And so I'm like, I'm really excited that, that Deuce chose the orange over East Carolina because I, they've snuck four stars in before. They're, they're not it, – it, it's easier to recruit here because, of the, believe it or not, because of the weather. And some of your listeners may think, oh, you're crazy. Joe, you live, <laughs> you live, you live in the triangle. You know, yes. right? So we're, yes. we're not that far from each other. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot nicer down here than it's Syracuse. Oh, or I'm even not in, moving in back. Northeast, right, right. Yeah. And so it uh, it is not easy. And I want all of your listeners to understand that who may have not ever left that Syracuse or Northeast bubble. Um, it's it and the weather and actually the city of Syracuse, from what my my uncle has said, is 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 part of the. It's hard to to sell kids. Oh yeah. Hey Dominic, let me let me let me stop you there. I've lived I yeah, lived this, there thirty this, years. Dominic, this life. this Dominic. isn't the Dominic hour for crying out loud. <laughs> Look, no, I'm sorry. Just, no, no, you're good. You're good. Go you're ahead, good Joe. because I know that you've wanted a chance to come on and and, and talk and everything. And you're, I want to. You're going to cut my thing to five minutes, and I get it. <laughs> no. No, I ain't cutting Look. it, but. Look, so I get it. I, I live down here now. I get it. Um, I guess my, obviously, when you get to five stars, when you get stuff, when you look at who's going to be a national championship, right, obviously, then that's where the stars matter. And I guess when it comes to context, that's really where I'm coming from because I look at it as in, you're in stages when you're in college football and you're, and you're trying to, to build your team. First stage is you got to get to a, a point where you're winning six, seven games and going to a bowl game every year, which we have just struggled to do for the past seven years anyway, seven, eight years since Marone. So that's the one thing. So that's why, I mean, when I say that stars really don't matter, what I'm talking about is star like teams at our level, right, where we're striving to just get a bowl game every year. And then maybe we can get to a point where our recruiting is good enough to where we get to the McNabs where we're winning eight, nine, ten games, maybe 11, you know, going to a New Year's Day Bowl. Like it kind of happens in in stages. And obviously when you get to five stars and, and they're few and far between, those guys are going to the teams that are going to win the national championship or have a chance. But right now, I just say when I say stars don't matter, it's because I've seen so many force these random one-off four stars that come to Syracuse and nothing ever happens. So when it comes to the oh, three and stars, the fan base goes, the fan base absolutely goes nuts. nuts. Like we're gonna win, right? And like, yeah, I'm, so I'm excited about Enrique Cruz and Deuce and this kid Gatson um, yep. from his. Now he's gonna play. I I think. I, I watched a little bit of before he, he gave his verbal today of his film. He is a man, and his father played NFL football down in, for the Dolphins, and yes, has he probably did. been in his year. He he's he's going to play next year. I have a feeling he is going to be. He he's not. He didn't seem so like straight line forty fast, but I mean, what is he six four hundred ninety pounds? Yeah, like I much yeah. rather that on the outside, and I and. Listen, I'm I'm orange blooded Homer. I love Taj Harris. I don't want him to leave. I don't want him to transfer. But I much rather have a six four hundred ninety pound freshman than than Taj Harris at a hundred. He's listed one hundred and sixty three pounds. 
he lost yeah. weight from last year. What, like, what happened? And I, I that, to, to get back to, to about the game on Saturday, just seeing that game and all of the hype about the coaching staff and what in the world you're supposed to progress and you can't blame, and I know COVID, and I and I heard kind of like he's making excuses on on his on his uh, uh, press conference after the game. You, I would expect that everyone to gain weight because of COVID. Where, what are you doing? Especially the kids that that are from Jersey or or New York. Well, I did. You can leave your house. I right. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and again, too, you look at it, Tristan Jackson, we were expecting another year. Uh, Ed Hendricks, he was a tweener close to a four-star, and he's had nothing but injuries. So, again, sometimes you get some bad breaks, and on top of that, like you said, uh, we didn't really prioritize beefing up that offense and defensive line, and now that we have new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators, it looks like they're making that their, you know, their exact goal. You see all the offensive defensive line, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I played football for 18, 19 years. It's, it's winning in the trenches, man. It's, it's, that's where you're going to yeah. win. So uh, yeah. if we can beef that up, then we don't have these problems. Maybe DeVito doesn't look like he's shell-shocked, and I'm hoping that's not the case. But uh, you get closer to the end of that game when he started looking like DeVito last year, and I didn't want that to happen. I, he's, uh, trying, but, he's trying to do something, anything. That's all. I think that's all that was. But. Well, that's what that was, and frustration in no running game. At the end of last year, we actually had a running game. We were running the ball. We were averaging over 200 yards in three of the last or four of the last five games, and all of a sudden, you know, our top two running backs opt out, and we have a left guard injury, and now we can't run the ball because our running backs we have have got to combine 30 carries in their career. So, I mean, I think there's a lot that attributes well, to it. Well, that's another and, thing. Oh, you got to right, start on something backs, else, Joe. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good at what they do, but they're not they're not starting – they're not top two running backs. And so oh, no. Cool and, and No. No. And that hurts. The, the running I, game – I don't want to make excuses – I don't want to make excuses for the offense, but it was putrid, and they—I actually think they regressed, and it was—it was awful to listen to. It was awful to see the parts of the first, the parts that I saw, and I'm really disappointed in the offense playing the same. They—they they ran that kid first down every time but once. What are you doing? Like, is it because you don't trust him? And I know that the other guy had fumble issues earlier in his career. But my gosh, you, you got to do something else on first down than run the same kid up the middle. It's, yeah, it's, it's silly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, you know he's five nine, one hundred and seventy five pounds. Um, Markenzie Pierre, he's been there, but uh, there he missed some. And I know you didn't get to see everything, but we had some issues with um, with pass block blocking as far as the running backs go as well. So. I think it was a situation where, I mean, DeVito had a good ball to Sherrod Johnson, dropped it, and Ikeem Johnson had a punt return. It got called back. Next thing you know, uh, we probably should have been winning the game, but we are losing, and I think that Tommy kind of reverted back to trying to, to to make a play and make it happen, and that's where I'm kind of with you that I don't want to blame it on Tommy, um, and I hate to blame it on just 2020 and everything that's been going on, but uh, they didn't get a fair shake in spring practice. They didn't get a fair shake over – the summer and the, I mean, all I can really account it to is uh, that uh, they're doing the best they can, and I'm just glad that football is back. All right, hey Dominic, yeah. Dominic, I got an exit question hey, for you. I'm, Go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, 
before you guys go, you guys are freaking great. I look forward to you, listen to you guys in one or two days a week, depending on what sport it is, uh, delivering mail. Um, you make my job easier. Um, I hope that you guys are on for years to come. I love Tyler. I love James. Um, you, I listen to three different Syracuse podcasts to make my week just go by faster, and you guys by far are the absolute best. And I know that the other two, those guys get paid to do it, and they all went to Newhouse, and I don't give a crap. You guys are the best. <laughs> all right, mean, Dominic, that, that means a ton to us, man. We, we appreciate it. You have no you, idea. Um, the, the love and support we get from you guys, um, I mean, it's there's no words because we're just a bunch of bums just trying to have some fun. That's how it started. <laughs> That's and, it. And, and, and so yeah. uh, we really appreciate and it. You know but, what? I – Go ahead. I could drink beer with you guys, um, unlike um, two of the other guys. I feel like maybe it would be seltzer that they drink, because I, I don't know what they talk about in between, like, halftime. Um, but, uh, you know, like Miller or, like, you know, something like that, we could just, like, hang out and have a good time. And, like, right now, maybe, like, some Sam Adams Oktoberfest or something. Well, as, as, soon, so. as, as, soon, as, we, as soon as we lift the corona sanctions on everything, uh, we'll, we'll – well, I'll be getting down there with Joe. We'll be getting to uh, uh, something down there. Hopefully, maybe in this basketball season, Duke or NC State or something. Maybe, uh, maybe we can play yeah. something out there and, and have a nah, beer. We ain't beer getting in the Duke game, buddy. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, exit question, though, Dominic, I before we let you go. I somebody to get him to ECU, but that's not happening. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Uh, let me let me ask you. What do you think? Uh, what are your predictions? I got to get your prediction on Syracuse at Pittsburgh this Saturday at noon. What do you got? I hate Pittsburgh, so I'm going to go full blooded Homer, orange blooded Homer on you guys, and we're going to win forty four to nothing. So <laughs> oh, <geez>. um, <laughs> I no no seriously. You sound like Twitter. Seriously, um, <laughs> yeah no I I'm I'm. I went from really optimistic where we can win six or seven games, and I'm I'm down to maybe we'll we'll beat Liberty, Boston College, and maybe win one that we shouldn't, and maybe three wins. So I on the road at Pittsburgh with the way the offense looked, um, I we're we're not going to cover. We'll lose by more than 19. Um, really? It makes me sad, but it, it is what it is. So um, let's say. I think we may score a touchdown this game. So let's say 16 to, uh, let's say 41, 16. It's, it's going to be bad. I think it is. Okay. All right. Another ranked team. So. And, and it's, and it's going to be the same thing again. We're going to hang in until the fourth quarter. These young kids on defense are going to get tired because they haven't had a full offseason to prepare, and they're just going to be gassed, gassed in the fourth quarter. And that's mm. going to happen for a few. So. Okay. Well, we right. will. That's we will prediction. see. We will see. Um, it, it, you know, we'll probably do a do a pit pregame somehow, some way, maybe. Um, if this show ever ends, but <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm kidding with you, Dom. I'm kidding with you, buddy. We appreciate you, man. See now he uh, now he sees what I have to deal with. I love it. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thanks for calling in, dude. We'll do these more often. And 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 you, uh, you worked a long day. We appreciate what you do delivering the mail and all that stuff. So thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. You got it. Hey, and thanks for, for tweeting the pictures when I got my Syracuse flag on the mail truck. That's, That's right. Pretty cool. That's right. No oh, problem absolutely. at all, buddy. All right. Talk uh, to you guys uh, later. Thanks. All right. Don, Have thank a good you. Night, Take bud. care. All right. Well, 
Welcome back to the Q's Militia. This is the yeah. <laughs> we just had an overtake. That's okay though. Dominic's been waiting. Yeah, a, he's been waiting a, a long time to get on, and yeah, we've been waiting to have him on too. Yeah, you know? it, yeah, exactly. And he's he's um he's all over Twitter, and and like I said, we we love we love you guys and appreciate all of you who um hit us up on Twitter and and yeah, he and had some nice us, words. So. Keep us in keep us in the loop on all those things. So uh, enough can't be said. We really do appreciate it, but. You know you're gonna get your chops busted, because that's how we roll. That's how we that's roll. How, yeah, that's, that's how. That's what we do. So sorry. Um, anyway, uh, that's all I got. I want to thank all of you who called in. All three of you. Uh, we got to do these more often. We had some technical issues tonight, and I apologize to to the to um, a couple guys. Yeah, we got it done though. We got it done. And uh, let me thank Bet Online. Let me thank Manscaped. And you know who I've been forgetting about? Someone brought this up to me. I've been forgetting to thank James on guitar. Thank you, James on guitar. We appreciate you as always, even though you don't listen. But you did give me the did give me the intro music, and I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, Royalty free. So um, much appreciation to that. Uh, thanks everybody. Uh, David, Geo, uh, Dominic, appreciate you guys. Yep. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Comfortable. 